0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Bikini Body Podcast. I'm your host, Allegra Paris.
1: I'm your co-host, Austin Evans. We, we are, are back, uh... guys.
0: Sorry we took a break last week and didn't even tell you guys why. It really just, <laughs> we're just trying to hang in tight here. But we see that the downloads have literally, like, quadrupled since the beginning. So we're, we we want to stay strong for you guys. So here, we're back. We're back and we're excited.
1: We're back and we're ready. Yes.
0: I think we say this every time. We're like, we're back. <laughs> <I> we're <know>. back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it feels like I mean I was just saying this or like earlier I'm like I feels like the weeks are just like flying by I mean we're already going into spring.
0: I'm like, yeah, I just started a podcast meanwhile episode freaking
1: like. I know we've done a lot but I mean like you know. you're saying we we're looking at our analytics the downloads keep going up more people are talking about it so it's, it's we're so, exciting. so exciting so so appreciate that
0: Well, I did do like a guys ask me questions thing and you did too and you got a lot of good ones. I am gonna add some of the ones I got for next. Like later on, but guys, you got to make sure you are asking us questions because we want to make y'all happy.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
0: You know, let me see what everyone wrote. Okay. Anyways, let's just get right into it. Okay. What is our first topic, Dalton?
1: Our first topic for today is getting into the pros and cons of eating versus fasting before a workout.
0: Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun.
1: This was Um, actually like a question that I had received a while back. But I feel like I always hear people talking about it. I feel like I have, like, mm-hmm. mixed opinion. Like, I don't know. I feel like for me, there's been portions of this which has, like, worked really well. I'm also curious of, like, you know, what's worked for you. I remember from, like, our start of working out in our, like, first apartment, we'd always run upstairs and do, like, the fasted. fasted cardio. Fasted cardio. So, I'm curious. Um, I feel like more people are, too.
0: I know. First, I would the first thing I want to start off by saying is, like, it truly is not a make it or break it thing. You know, we're not bodybuilders where we're, like, counting everything to a T, pulling out the food scale. Like, if you're just living your average life, this is not going to be the reason why you're thin versus the reason why you're gaining weight. Okay? That's all. That's the first thing I will say. Not a huge deal. Second, there are, like, there's some research around fasted cardio or fasted workouts, meaning, you know, you're not eating beforehand. Um, We used to, when we had time back when we were a bit younger, to do two-a-days, which now I don't have time to do, so I'm not doing this anymore. But it was like these 45-minute incline walks. And the idea is that you're burning visceral fat or fat that's kind of actually the more like unhealthy fat because it's surrounding your organs. You're apparently burning like a deeper fat. But that is because your body doesn't have anything else to burn through. That being said, like if I housed a giant pizza the night before and then in the morning, I'm like, I'm going to go do fast cardio. (laughs) It's like not fasted. You got plenty of carbs in there to like still use up. Do you see what I'm saying? So... The whole concept is a little bit like woo-woo. I think just the idea is also like people will panic and be like, well, I need to eat. And I'm like, well, why? Like, well, well, you know, fuel. And I'm like, well, but did you have breakfast and lunch already today? And they're like, well, yeah. I'm like, you might not need to like eat. Like you might be good to go. depends the type of workout. Do you know what I'm saying? So people like just will sometimes read something and do it. But personally, I never like snack or do anything before workout. I just do my workout. And I'm always fine. I'm never going to pass out. And like, you know, maybe if I didn't eat, you know, I ate a light dinner and didn't eat till 2 p.m. and then worked out like that's not a good move. I probably still won't pass out. But that being said, you know, so I don't think anyone needs like a snack or like preparation pre their workout unless you're training for a marathon and you need the carbohydrates as an athlete. Do you know what I'm saying? So for you and I, though, we're like pretty keen on doing something fast. I do a lot of things fast in the morning because you and I I don't really eat until
1: I love, like, doing a fasted. I mean, if I'm doing, like, cardio or something, then I honestly feel like I can, like, move fast. Like, I feel like I mm-hmm. feel better if I'm doing cardio fasted. Like, I'm not usually going into the gym, like, eating, like, a full dinner and then, like, jumping on the treadmill or, like, eating a full dinner yeah. dinner and then trying to do, like, 60 minutes on the Stairmaster. I feel like sometimes I feel, like, too full and, like, lethargic. And then I'm like, okay, now I don't even want to be doing this. Like, I could get the reverse effect. Mm -hmm. So I always loved like a fasted cardio moment. But I will Mm -hmm. also say like, you know, if you're having like a late dinner and then you're working out, I also do like maybe it's not cardio I'm running to do. But let's say I'm like in eating late dinner. I still haven't lifted for the day. I'm going to eat and I'm going to go lift. Like sometimes it's really nice to like move your body after you've eaten. It helps digestion. You're going to feel better before you go to bed. So You know, I I think it's all dependent on like where you're placing your workout in your day and like what your meals look like around that. A
0: hundred percent. That's why it's not so like, should I do this fasted or not? You know, like people ask that. I'm like, well, it just in the grand scheme doesn't have much of an effect as you think. But then there's a whole, okay, why don't we just do, because you wrote, like we said pros and cons. So why don't we do pros and cons? So a fasted workout, the pros is that if you don't have a bunch of carbohydrates stored, your body will then turn to like keto, like burning fat and then eventually muscle, muscle, which you don't want. So the whole concept in the brain is like, well, it's going to try to like burn through my fat. So more like a fat targeting workout. Cool. Maybe just depending on how many carbs you have stored in your body. So that's a pro. The other pro is just I think it really increases my metabolism. Like in the morning, I don't work out in the morning because it does increase my metabolism too much, and then I am starving all day. I do think it lights your body up. You're like, okay, it it can focus more on just like waking you up, increasing your metabolism. Your body's not trying to also burn through all this like these carbs. I don't know. So those are like the the pros. Yeah, you're just like feeling better. So you feel good. You don't feel like you're. Some people feel like they're gonna vomit when they eat before. So you're feeling good without it. If you're lifting, you want to definitely make sure you get a protein in like 30 minutes to an hour after because there's no point otherwise. Like lifting, it's like, okay, well, the goal is to get your muscles bigger. For women, maybe if they're looking to tone, then don't worry as much. But for like Dalton, who's looking to try to build size in his like shoulders or back, he needs to eat protein right after. Like I will shove protein shakes like in his face if he's not doing it fast enough. Like (laughs) Always. So, there's that. The cons could be you're like shoving this snack in your face and you're eating it right before your workout because that's what society told you. And then you're not losing any weight because that like 400 calories you just tried to use, you know, burn off. You just ate in a snack for the workout, which is fine if you're a performance athlete training for like a marathon. Yeah, you need carbs or you could really pass out. I think that being said, I'm someone that works out later in the day. I have all the fuel from breakfast and lunch. Definitely not going to have another snack before my workout going to go ahead and work out uh cardio you don't need to worry much as much about getting protein right after um yeah so that's kind of the pros and cons did i miss any cons
1: i don't think cons no i mean i guess it's also like just figuring out like what works for your body like what you feel you feel mm-hmm. good with
0: if you're someone that is like really thin and you're looking to build muscles i do have a few of those clients. like they have snacks because they're thin. They just don't have that much body fat. They, they could pass out, you know, I don't know. But for most of the time, our bodies can handle a lot. Our bodies like don't need as much as everyone thinks and stuff. So like, you, t- you really don't need anything. And in yeah. the morning, you're most likely fueled from your dinner unless you like just didn't have dinner. Well, then that's another problem. You know, like, well, we'll we'll discuss that. Okay, but this is the thing. Some people will be like, we're being so crazy. Like you need a carbohydrate-based snack before a workout. You'll read online. They want like a complex carb as a snack because that's your body's form of energy. That's fine. Again, if you're looking for performance, so you're running or you're going to like a hit class, that's fine. But typically for women that are looking to cut body fat, the snack just adds to what you're trying to lose. So it's kind of like
1: maybe don't. you don't need to
0: do the HIIT workout. Maybe you don't do a snack and you do a sculpting workout, which is like my style. Hopefully that made some sense.
1: I think it makes sense.
0: What's next?
1: Um, topic number two. Again, this was like a question that I had come in too, but I think we could like turn it into a topic. So ways to address lower back pain when squatting. I feel like this is pretty – Common for people, especially people who are sitting a lot. Um, I mean, I even notice it with myself. Like if I'm not stretching enough or like moving, and I'm mm-hmm. like sitting like on calls all day, and then I try to go into the gym and then lift for lower body. So yeah, I feel like.
0: Do you feel like you feel lower back pain in other movements too? Like any others?
1: um I mean, there was a portion like when I was just not like prioritizing stretching. I was not prioritizing like working out my core, and that's when I noticed more like lower back pain when I was trying to focus on lower body.
0: Well, what? Before I go in and just start <laughs> saying things, <laughs> why don't you explain what you do when you have lower back pain
1: mid workout? Stretching. Honestly, stretching. Stretching my hamstrings, stretching my core. Mm-hmm. So, doing more like cat cow movements, stretching my glutes, like trying to hit all of the muscle groups that are around just my lower back, but not just focusing on lower back. Because a lot yeah, of the good. time when you're having lower back pain. It's not actually your lower back. A lot of the time it can Mm -hmm. be like from tight muscles that are coming from other muscle groups. Again, like your core is a really, really big one. So one, lowering my weight. I'm always like, okay, if I'm trying to like squat, I'm trying to go into a deep squat and maybe using like an 80 pound dumbbell or something, maybe just lowering it so I can focus more on like what's the position that I'm in? And then also feeling like, okay, am I moving incorrectly? Like, is this based on either tight muscles or is this based on my form? But I would say stretching is like the number one thing that I usually go into first um, to try to assess like, okay, you know, I've been sitting a lot today. I've been on a lot of calls. I haven't really been moving too much. Right. Let me see if, you know, if this will help.
0: Speaking of, I think, I, are you getting emails during the second
1: period? Is it beeping? I like try Beep. to it, but then it means you.
0: No, no, it's giving me PTSD because I'm like, <gasps> do I have an email? <laughs> Is it I'm, Slack? Like,
1: really <laughs>
0: no, I that. thought it was funny. Like, I, we could leave it in because it's like yeah. very realistic. Obviously, everyone has that so sound pop up.
1: I've gotten like 30 emails in the last like 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mode on. So let's see
0: um no I thought it was funny That's, I'm scared I'm like scared to check my no, email the I slack, the slack
1: communication is deleted like I had to get that off my computer I'm you like guys, oh, you god. guys
0: Dalton I was like using slack for a bit and I would like ding and Dalton would be like fully like irked by the sound and I'd be like are you okay and he's like no I'm literally scarred by like the slack sound like please turn it I off can't.
1: the slack sound just gives me like <laughs> oh my god I'm about to get like 16 things that I have to do added to my to-do list that never yeah. ends like Oh, no, I hate a Slack but, notification.
0: Okay. But we can go from here in that. So say you're sitting all day getting your Slack notifications. Like you are, <laughs> you are just not doing your body any, any favors. And we're not like yelling at you, but the when you sit, it's just such a problem. Like we sit still, lactic acid builds up. We get tight. We shorten muscle groups that shouldn't be shortened, like hip flexors. So first thing you can do before a workout, which a lot of my clients always forget, but they'll start to remember and they're like, okay this workout feels so much better. And I'll be like, oh, why? And they're like, well, I Theragund beforehand. So if you can foam roll or theragon oh, your full yeah. body, you need, we're too, we're getting old. We need to prep the bodies. We can't just like dive into a workout anymore. So if you know, you've been sitting all day, get your theragon out. theragon your upper back, middle back, lower back, just like uh, Dalton was saying, like the surrounding muscle groups are usually who are responsible for why your lower back is tight. Lower back is being pulled. It can be pulled by your hip flexors, Your abductors, your adductors, I always aim for the muscles that run down like the sides of you, your lateral muscles, because those are what tend to pull the middle line. So you'll go into your abductors, those outside leg muscles and the inner leg. So you prep yourself that way. You've theragun everything. You've stretched. That's going to automatically probably make you feel great. Then once you're in the workout, again, if you're experiencing the lower back pain, It could be like we were saying, a muscle group is really tight. Maybe you did a ton of like weird hip workouts. And so your abductors are like pulling on something or whatever. So then I'll have clients get down into like a frog stretch where they spread their knees wide like a child's pose, but with their hips up and they'll lengthen out their inner leg. Most of the time they're like, oh my God. I'm like, okay, this is it. This is what's tight on you or the outside leg muscles. So we'll do the abductor stretches, anything outer, inner. Usually they're almost like fine after that. If not, it could be an issue that your core is not activated and or just weak. So you can kind of figure that out on your own. Do you have a weak core? If you don't train abs, you might. Um, Or it's just not firing. So when that's the case, your lower back is trying to take on absolutely every single thing you do because your core muscles and your booty and back it's kind of well you're, you're back so it's it's like I think this is the term reciprocal inhibition where they work together like a think about it as like they have to work as a team but if one isn't firing the other will take on all of it so with, with that being said sometimes if I have just like amped up my weight load and I just think I'm amazing and I'm like wait I'm dying this hurts what I'll do is then be like okay chill I'm gonna split this up with some core my favorite one if I don't have a mat is I'll find the cable machine and do pull downs where you wrap the rope around your neck like you're holding it your hands close to your neck and you're using your abs to pull down towards the floor like your head's going towards the floor and I'll do like 20 of those maybe two sets of that to just like force my abs to wake up and work and then that will also take the lower back pain out so a few different things and because I'll think oh I have strong core but I'm like wait I didn't train abs for like two weeks so I'll like go grab the cable or you can just do basic crunches. But that might also just take it out of the back. So with clients, like mm-hmm. these are techniques that I'll use and every single time we do end up figuring it out. But the last thing I would say is what Dalton said is just you might need to go back down and wait and go from there again. Oh. It might just be too t- too heavy. Just fine. You'll just keep working your way up. But otherwise, breaking up your lower body with abs is really great since they work together kind of as a team and you really don't want to be feeling lower back pain. Like I don't recommend working through it because a lot of the time that will mean, same with when you're doing abs, a lot of the time that will mean that then your back's just taking it on. You're not I, even like say, I feel like your when you're core. feeling
1: lower back pain, like you do not want to keep going. Like I've never, yeah. I've never been lower back pain and been like, oh, this is actually for the good in what I'm doing. Like it's, it's usually never a good idea.
0: Yeah. Cause then it gets worse. You can kind of cause issues. Like it usually means too, you're not, training the muscle groups you're trying to train so it's like glutes or core so this goes hand in hand everything we're saying for um ab workouts as well like if you're feeling in your lower back immediately switch to a different ab workout that's what i do um on my app i have a lot of different options for that as well so like doing things again just like controlled little movements little crunches rather than full leg raises or um if you're planking and you're experiencing lower back pain you can try widening your feet like there's what moving them as wide as the mat because then you're again taking it a little bit out of that center line, moving it into the side muscles, some muscles that run down the sides of your body. If you are a runner, you could have tight inner legs like I do, which can then cause lower back pain. So you gotta stretch out the inner leg. Dancers, some, well, dancers can typically have like looser inner leg but tighter outer. So they need to make sure that their abductors are good and their glutes. One more thing is your hip flexors, you have three, and one of them connects into the lower back and then goes all the way back into the front of the hips so
1: and a lot of the time i feel like hip flexors are like just i yeah. mean they're constantly shortened so they're constantly people um, don't realize so i'm I, like
0: guys literally latched onto your lower back they're like i can't be my hip flexor it's my back that hurts i'm like okay why did we not learn this in high school like why didn't we learn <laughs> the important stuff we're learning about the mitochondria which like is cool and all but they should have taught us about how to stretch a damn hip flexor i swear <laughs> or where it is mm-hmm. in the body.
1: <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, there's a lot of things we could unpack here about like what we should have been taught. Like that's, that's a whole other discussion for another time.
0: I know, it makes me mad. All right, I think like I kind of just listed off a lot of stuff, but those are some really, really great ways to try to stretch out lower back. At the end of the day, yeah, it doesn't hurt to first just massage it all and then go ahead with static stretches, some core activation, and then lastly, just bring it down the
1: weight load. Mm-hmm.
0: think that's kind of it yeah what else stretching
1: mobility i worked with my trainer yesterday on that i'm like i never prioritize stretching or mobility so it's like it's nice to it's nice to break it up from you know from just like lifting and cardio every now and then
0: what did he have you do for mobility
1: what did he have me do yeah we were like sitting on the ground i don't even know how to describe these positions but we were like sitting on the ground and i was supposed to like move my legs to be able to just like stand (laughs) it's so hard to describe it like with your words like i wish i could like show you but it's like i had my legs to like one side and i had to like flip my hips around to be able to like stand up without like me like having to fall over like push myself up like it was all based on hip strength and like hip mobility which he says ultimately because with we're getting into heavier and heavier weights he's like with getting into heavier weights, you need to really make sure that your hips and your glutes are strong. He's like a lot of, a lot of the power that comes from your movements are going to be coming from your hips. So we've been working a lot on like yeah. the mobility and the hip strength, That's which has so been good. really cool. Cause it's like, I never like prioritize that. I feel like I've always just like run into the gym got my workout in, like lifted my heavy weights, gotten to where I wanted to look, but never really like prioritized body mechanics. So Sorry. it's kind of cool to have been like diving into that a little bit.
0: Yeah, um, I know. And typically people dive into it when it's too late and they've injured themselves. So yeah,
1: we don't need that. Focus,
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so frustrating, but What I do between my sets is a lot of different yoga poses and stretching and in my classes, I do that. On my app, I have a whole section of recovery and stretching in case you're just like, what on earth am I stretching? I try to put everyone through like a little blend of yoga that I think is functional for workouts mixed with stretching. You don't really want to do static stretching mid-workout. I get like crapped on. On TikTok for that a lot because people say oh you can go- cause an injury if you like deep stretch and I'm like not if you move slowly and everything that you're doing say I do like a bunch of core where I shorten my abs I'm shortening them I'm crunching them then I go ahead and I flip over and I do a down dog up dog where I'm lengthening back out my abs during like the actual up dog slash cobra pose part portion of it. And that's fine. I like a little static stretch, but what they recommend or people recommend mid workout is more of a dynamic stretch, which you guys can Google that, but it's a moving active stretch. So I always use the example of when you're a runner and they would have us put our hands on the fence and swing one of our legs at a time left and right as high as we could swing it to loosen the hip instead of just like sitting there and trying to do like a hip static hip stretch we're gonna swing our leg we're gonna do hip circles then we're gonna get into the workout so try to get like dynamic movement dynamic stretching while you're mid workout and then static stuff is okay for afterwards and throughout the day look i even i just said to you guys i do some static during my workout i think it's fine i know my body it can do it during my workout but like if you're doing a hit you want to do like static stretching for sure if this makes sense it's like movement with movement stillness with more slow stillness
1: i never thought about it like that
0: Yeah, because it just makes sense. If you're like holding your arm for like 10 minutes, and then you just start sprinting, like, that's kind of scary. (laughs) If you can tell your body, hey, let's do an arm circle, then you start sprinting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, you know. It, 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 I just think of like from track being a track runner like yeah you can't be out here holding static stretches before it again we work out slightly different now but
1: still mm.
0: um okay team that is everything for this week
1: next week we're going to be doing some questions from you remember to always please uh, drop in your questions Um, definitely help us evolve like within what we're talking about we want to make sure you know we're hitting what you guys want to hear about and then we'll be getting into what does soreness really mean so how can you combat soreness what are some anti-inflammatory foods that can help what can you do for like a little bit of self-care to help soreness
0: all right yay well we'll see you guys next week we love you we're back in action Um, yeah please DM us at, at Allegra Paris at Allegra Paris Bikini Body at Dalton T. Evans find us on Apple Podcasts Spotify all the spots we love you and goodbye
1: bye guys